So exciting. Anybody encouraged this morning? It's just the beginning. I told someone the other day, I feel like we haven't even got to the starting line yet. They're like, what? (laughs) I'm like, yeah, we haven't even taken off yet, and God's going to continue to do great things. This morning, as we've come into Vision Sunday, I really have a message that I want to preach and encourage you guys with. I really think this will shape your life just in general. Um, It has transformed me. This passage of scripture that I've been dwelling on has really been amazing. But this uh, past year, the word that the Lord pressed on my heart, and and I, I, I try as hard as I can to be sensitive to the Spirit of God and what he's saying. And he said, JP, uh, uh, this year's word for the church is going to be a year of action. 2017 was a year of action. How many know we've seen a lot of action take place in this church? Amen? And as I began back in September praying for this year, and asking God to give me guidance and direction, uh, and just a word, right? I want to have a word that we can point to and be like, this is what we're called to. I, I asked God, and, and, and the word just kept coming to me was, all in. All in. I said, are you sure? <laughs> are you sure? And I prayed, and I dwelled, and I told others, and we prayed in agreement. And we really believe that this year's word for 2018 for this church is all in. We're all in. And I'm all in to see God move. I'm all in to see his spirit be poured out. I'm all in for you guys as people, as individuals, as families, to be just all in for what God has in store for you for 2018. It's going to be awesome. You better get ready. You better get ready because God's going to move. When his people step up and step all in, he meets them where they're at, and he starts to use them and move in in ways that we can't imagine, right? So I got some things that I believe God's going to do this year. I have some things in my heart that I want to to share with you. Why? So that you can pray. So that you can stand in agreement with. I want to have not only 125 people in the room, I want to have 250 people in the room by June. Oh, you just want to build a mega church. (laughs) No. I want to reach souls. And people represent hearts. People represent souls. And Jesus Christ is going to redeem more and more people in this city. So I want to see this place packed. Well, 250 people, JP, they can't fit in here. You're right, they can't. So we want to have two services come the beginning of fall. We want to wait, maybe, all of you, listen, maybe launch a night service. Some of you are like, yes, it's coming back. Keep praying, maybe it will. The Lord hears your prayers. But we want to have two services. We want to reach more. We want to, we want to extend out a hand to more people. We want to have more Love Chicago's. We want to be able to give not only $18,000, I want to see $50,000 given away from this church next year. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm praying and I'm believing in the best way possible that we're going to see God's spirit pour out in this city. The cool thing about Christianity about being a follower of Jesus is not just to sit in the seats and not just hear from God every once in a while. The cool thing about being a Christian is you get to be a part of God's kingdom moving here on earth. You get to see transformation. You get to see souls change. You get to see people that are bound by addiction be broken. I've seen it. Some of you in this room, you have been bound by things holding you up for years, and God's spirit has broken it this past year. I'm believing for 250, 300, 5,000, 50,000 people to come to know the name of Jesus Christ. Not just through Oasis, hear this please, but through the church of Jesus Christ in Chicago. Chicago, capital C. Every church I'm praying for this, every church I'm believing for this, every church that we know by name, we are praying and believing that God's going to move as his people get what? All in. All in. This is the vision for this year. But we need your help. We need you to come alongside and just believe with us and trust and pray and, and maybe, maybe do some things that are outside of your comfort zone to help us see this church 
move. Amen? We are also launching a few new things, and then we're going to jump in here in a second. But we have what is called our O groups rolling out this year. Pastor Zach and Brittany are, are sitting here in the front row, and they're going to be out at the info bar at the end of this. What these are, these are our community groups. These are you guys' ways to get together with people uh, on certain weeks and, and gather in public places and, and celebrate one another, encourage one another, open up the word together, pray for each other, and allow the word of God and the spirit of God to move in that group and in that space. Why? Because this city, let me just say this, most cities are this way. There's billions of people in a city, right? But how many of you know the feeling of feeling like you're the only one in the city? It's just the way that it works. There's people that are desperate and hurting for community, right? This is the way. So we're going to be rolling these out. We need people to be leaders in those. They're going to talk with you. If you are interested, please go to the info bar after this and check it out. Please talk with them. But they're going to be awesome. We're going to roll them out all throughout the city. They're going to be beautiful, and we're super excited about that. Amen? If you have your Bibles, open them up to Luke 5. I'm going to teach this morning as much as I can. Not preach necessarily, but I'm going to teach if I can get my Bible in the right place. Praise the Lord. Luke 5. You there? Say you're there if you're there. If you have your smartphones, just open the app up. Come on, do it. No one's watching. You're allowed. There's going to be a big Bible on the screen and the side screens. Praise the Lord. I want to read this passage of Scripture. This is such a powerful story. Jesus moving here on earth and some people become all in. And something beautiful happens. Luke 5, verse 17, it says this. On one of those days, as he, talking about Jesus, was teaching, Pharisees and teachers of the law were sitting there, who had come from every village of Galilee and Judea and from Jerusalem. And this is awesome. And the power of the Lord was with him to heal. And behold, some men were bringing on a bed, a man who was paralyzed, and they were seeking to bring him in and lay him before Jesus. But finding no way to bring him in because of the crowd, they went up on the roof and let him down with his bed through the tiles into the midst before Jesus. What a sight to see. Some friends with a friend lowering him now through the roof. Could you imagine if this roof just opened up right now and someone just started lowering their friend down? We would all run out the door. Just being honest. And when he, Jesus, saw their faith, he said, man, your sins are forgiven. Your, your sins are forgiven you. And the scribe and the Pharisees began to question, who is this who speaks blasphemies? Who can forgive sins but God alone? When Jesus perceived her thoughts, and he, he answered them, why do you question in your hearts? Which is easier to say, your sins are forgiven, or to say, rise and walk? But that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. He said to the man who was paralyzed, I say to you, rise, pick up your bed and go home. And immediately the man rose up before them and picked up what he had been lying on and went home, glorifying God. And amazement seized them all. And amazement seized them all, and they glorified God and were filled with awe, saying, We have seen extraordinary things today. We have seen extraordinary things today. Jesus, this is your word, and we thank you for it. 
We thank you for the power of your word and the truth in it, God. We just pray in the name of Jesus by the power of the spirit that you will just allow this word to come forth the way you've put it in, God. May we just be more aware of what's going on. May we be in tune with what you're doing. May we have hearts to say we are all in. We're here, God, to see amazing things happen. We trust in you. We believe in you. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. I want to teach this morning from this passage. I, I have five points instead of my normal three. I, I, want to, I want us to really understand in a way of what's going on here in this passage of Scripture. This is honestly one of my favorite stories in the Bible. Preachers say that about a lot of the stories in the Bible. You're like, you said that about 10, 20 times already. I have them all. They're all my favorites. I said it. I, I really love this story because I see the heart of Jesus for man. I see the heart of Jesus for people. I, I see the, the desperate heart of Jesus for each and every one of you. I, 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 I love this because I, I believe that the more that we know Jesus through his word, we know his spirit, we are in tune with what's going on, Satan will continue to be pushed back out of the city. Amen? That was a good place to say amen. Really good place. We'll get there later. I really believe as we get to know the heart of Jesus and we see the picture of Jesus, we can see that Satan's power is really little. He has no power. He has no control over your lives. He wants to make you to think that way. But when Jesus invades a room, when Jesus steps in, what I love about that, the very beginning of that passage of Scripture, it said that the power of the Lord was there in the room to heal. The power of the Lord is for you. God's heart is for you. Jesus came to die so that you could have eternal life and be saved and transformed and changed by his love. Amen? So five things this morning. Take notes. I encourage you today, more than ever before, take notes and just, just write this down. This may not be for you today. This may be for you months from now, years from now. But I really believe as we get all in, these are some things that we need to come to a decision to say, this is what I want to be a part of. If I'm going to call myself a follower of Jesus, then I want to be a part of seeing a city changed. Amen? First thing is this. Will you be hand in hand in the miracle? Or will you sit on the side watching it? Will you be hand in hand in the miracle? Or will you sit on the side watching it? First thing is this, Jesus is teaching, right? He's in a home, he's teaching people. Uh, what I love about this is that immediately you see the heart of Jesus for people. You know why? He is sharing his goodness. When I think of Jesus teaching, I think of Jesus just sitting there saying, hey, I love you. Hey, this is who I am. I'm for you, not against you. I created you from the beginning of time. Jesus immediately is showing his heart for people. He's got to be, right? I mean, I know he, he taught some serious things in this book, and he's, he's at times you read it and you think, ah, oh, that's really hard. Ah, oh, that, ah. No. <laughs> Every time Jesus taught, it was to show you how much he loves you. It was to show people how good and gracious he was. And, and immediately before you can get hand in hand in a miracle, you got to first come to the resolve in your heart, in the deepest parts of your heart, that Jesus loves you. The most simple words in church, right? We all, most of us know the song, Jesus loves me. I'm not going to sing you. I'll be like, ah, oh, my ears are bleeding. But those are words, I think we hear them sometimes, and we just say, yeah, Jesus loves me. Yeah. <laughs> no. This morning, he loves you. He desperately is in love with you. He loves you so much that he went to a cross. 
And he didn't stop there. He went to a tomb and grabbed the keys of death for you because he loves you. He's crazy about you. He's mad about you, right? I love that picture. Right away, Jesus is beginning to teach, and we have to come to the resolve that if Jesus is in the room teaching, it means that Jesus is for people. He's not a God that stayed up in heaven and didn't show himself to people. He's not a statue. He's none of that. He's a living, active, moving God, the God above every God, the King of kings, and he loves you, right? I also love that, that in order to be hand in hand in the miracle, you got to know, too, that there was crowds of people, right? There were, there were people there, Pharisees, teachers of the law, and everyone from Galilee and Judea, right? It says that. In order to be hand in hand in the miracle, we read that, right? And I read that often. I think, man, they didn't have to travel that far. Oh, no, no, no. They traveled very far. Galilee, Judea, two and a half day walk. Whoa, some of us can't wake up 15 minutes to get to church. I want my rest. These people were so wanting to be hand in hand in a miracle that they would walk two and a half days just to sit where Jesus was at and receive what he may have to say. You want to be all in? Wake up. Get to church. Wake up. Serve at Love Chicago. Wake up. Be a part of a city that's going to be changing because you are the ones that are going to change it through Jesus Christ. I love that. In order to be hand in hand, you got to say sometimes, hey, my schedule can get interrupted. (laughs) My time, it's not mine. It's the people around me. So many people were there gathered that the people that was carrying their friend couldn't even get to the doorway. There was such a large crowd around Jesus that the sick were being brought to him. But even then, it was impossible for their friend to get in. You know what I'm believing to be hand-in-hand a miracle? I'm believing that this place is flooded, that these hallways are flooded with people, that there's lines of people waiting to get in here to hear the good news of Jesus Christ. Not to hear me. I'm not that good. Some of you are like, we know. (laughs) Don't tell me. But to see the power of Jesus Christ, to feel. You know what we just did? We just worshiped the King of Kings. And some of you all felt that. And some of you all were beginning to be like, this is really uncomfortable. I feel something. The feels. That's what I call them, the feels. That's the presence of Jesus Christ reaching down from heaven to say, hey, I'm for you. I want to heal you. I want to deliver you. I want to take you to the abundance that I've called from the very beginning of time for you. So I want crowds to come in here. I want this place to be flooded in here. I want to be hand in hand in the miracle. I don't want to sit back and just watch it. I want to be in. I want to be all in. You know what's though, too? The hard thing for Christians, I said it last week. The teachers of the law, the Pharisees, they just sat. They just sat and watched. They judged. They became quick to say, mm, pointing the finger. If we're going to be all in, we got to get over the mindset that we're done judging. We're not going to judge any one of you that walk in this door. I don't care what you've done. I don't care what you're doing. I don't care what you call yourself. I don't care any of that stuff. You are welcomed home in this place. And I believe this, that the power of Jesus Christ and his grace is strong enough to reach you where you're at. So you know what? we got to stop sitting on the silence, and we got to start saying, hey, you know what? I want to get hand in here. I don't want to be labeled as a Pharisee or a teacher of the law that just sat back and said, man, that's not of God. Right? That, oh, this isn't right. Let me just say something. When it's right, you know it's right. When it's wrong, we know it's wrong. We're thankful for God's presence, but in order to be hand in hand, we can't sit back and just watch. Will you, are you willing to get a hand in the miracle, or are you content enough to sit back and watch?
This morning, that's the question. Do you want to be hand in hand in the miracle? Or are you okay right now in the season that you're in to sit back and watch? Some of you are like, hey, I'm not ready for that. That's fine. That's fine. But some of you all are just hesitant to jump in. Hesitant, you feel the, the, the tug to, to maybe make that move in your job, to maybe go talk to that coworker in your workplace, to maybe go pray for that person you see every day on the streets. But you're just like, man, can I do this? Can I do it? Will Jesus meet me in this? Let me say this. When you get all in and when you step in hand in hand the miracle, Jesus will meet you there. He'll meet you there. So get all in. Jump in. Start to see this place be, be set up on fire for people that don't know him to come into this place and know him. I, I just believe that there's such a contagious thing happening in the church where we're just sitting back. We're just sitting back and Jesus is like, uh-uh, you got to get in. You got to do this with me. I, I, I need to use people. Can I just make a statement? And we're going to go to point number two. Jesus uses people to redeem people. He uses you to be a light to the people around you. He uses you to be an example to the people around you. So be all in. Hand in hand in the miracle. Second thing is this. We're stronger together. Band of faithful people can carry out a great miracle. And see, see, let's, let's all do something here because it's interactive, right? Start to do this with one finger. Clap. Yeah. Now go two. Now go three. You hear? Go four. Now clap. Wow. Such a good example. Nailed it. This is awesome still, right? If some of us just did this. This is better. This is even better. This is great. This is incredible. When we start to say we're all in, we're going to join together as a band of people, as a, as a community of believers, we're going to be all in to see God's spirit be poured out. I'm telling you, we'll start to make a lot of noise for Jesus Christ. Good noise, Right? Not disruptive, not crazy, not argumentative noise, but good, pure, loving noise for the kingdom of God. Right? But there's awesome things in here, and i got to hurry. There, there's incredible people in this story, right? Uh, people, because some of you can relate to certain people in the story. And if you can relate to them, then be like them. First of all, the owner of the house. If this is my house, and there are so many people in the house that nobody else can get in, I'm having a paranoid like attack of anxiety. Right, because I am OCD, right? There's glitter everywhere in here this morning from last night. And there's so much glitter on here, I'm just like this. Like, get it off, right? Imagine a house filled with people. My house filled with people. I'd be like, oh, no. Vacuuming everything, cleaning everything. My wife is laughing because she's saying it's true. But the owner of this house, right, he says, come on in. Come on in. All y'all, <laughs> come on in. No matter who you are, just, yeah, sit there, sit there, sit on his, and sit there, sit there, sit there, stand there. Put, he made room in his home. You may not be able to pick something up. You may not be able to get here as soon as other people can get here. But guess what? You can open up your home to some people. You can open up your life to some people. You can open up your resources to some people. Maybe, just maybe, you can be a part of the band of people by just opening up yourself to it. Second thing is this, the neighbors surrounding. You ever been to a house party? B.C., before Jesus Christ. <laughs> I have. And I've been to house parties where you're like this. You're like, ah, why am I in here? This is so uncomfortable, right? And I, I, I've been to places and spaces where the neighbors start knocking on the door. Like, um, I'm sorry, it's 1230 and you guys are blasting music. Can you just stop? Right? We don't get the account. Imagine this. There's so many people in the street that they're flooding out onto the street. You can imagine that some neighbors probably were a little bit upset. Right? 
But I also got to believe that there was neighbors probably so amazed about what was going on. I was like, we're cool with it. Just keep doing your thing. Right? So maybe you can't give your resources. Maybe you can't be serving all the time. But you can come in here and be like, I'm cool with the crowd in here. I'm cool with people being in here because the people that are in here need to hear the goodness of Jesus Christ. And I'm cool with it. Maybe, just maybe. The crowds, inside and out. Two things. You can be a part of the crowd that's anticipating or you can be a part of the crowd that's judging. Just leave it at that. The four friends. These dudes are legends, right? These are technically boys, teenagers, right? And I read this story and I think about the four men carrying their friend, right? I think about me and my four friends and the, just the different people that would be. I'd be the very much like, okay, let's think about this. Let's be logical about this. Then you have that one friend that's like, let's just do it, man. This is going to be awesome. Then you have the one friend like calculating all the numbers like, this is what's going to happen. This is how we're going to do it. And then you have the one friend that's just like, I don't know why I'm here. I just showed up, right? You just have four friends, right, in the room together. And there's their friend sick, sick, paralyzed, and they don't care. They don't care. They decided to say, you know what, we're going to pick our friend up. And we're going to start walking because we know Jesus is over there. The healer is over there. So they pick their friend up and they start walking towards that place. No matter what people are saying to them, no matter what happens. And then they get there, right? Could you imagine them showing up thinking, man, our friend's going to get healed finally. Our friend's going to be delivered finally. And there's a crowd, right? And they can't get through the crowd. They can't push through. Sometimes we do need to get out of the way. But you know what? They don't stop there. See, I would be the one that's like, turn it around. Turn the bus around. <laughs> We're going home. And the other friend would be like, oh, dude, it's cool either way. Can we get Chick-fil-A? Like, it's fine. We'll get, we'll get home. We'll make this happen. The other guy's like, no, I can calculate this. We can make this happen. I can get somewhere to get up into a place to make this happen. The other guy's like, whatever you say, you're the calculator. I'm in, man. But they come to the resolve that says, I don't care if there's a crowd there. I don't care if there's adversity that comes at me. I don't care if people don't like us here in this city. I don't care what may come at us. We're going to stand strong and we're going to keep going towards the miracle of Jesus Christ. So they go towards the miracle of Jesus Christ and guess what? They land on a roof. They land on a roof. Now the roofs back then, maybe in my mind, I think about how the roof was made. It was just a canvas in my mind, right? As I did some research, as I read a little bit more, these roofs were just not canvas sheets. These were roofs that were pretty structurally sound. Imagine, you start to hear some drilling, some dust falling, right? Jesus is teaching in the room. And they're like up there just scooping out the, the concrete. They're removing the stuff. They're getting the mud that's been packed together so the roof stays intact. And all along, their only reason they're doing it, not so they can get famous, so their friend can come to know Jesus and be healed. So they're like, hey, guess what? There's a roof here. We can get him down there. We got some rope. The calculator guy brought the rope because he knew, because he calculates everything, right? And he's like, I got some rope. We'll lower him down a little bit here. And they start breaking up the ground. You know what it shows me? Do you want to be a part of the band that says no matter what, no matter how hard, no matter how hard it may become, we're going to step forward in faith because a miracle's coming. A miracle's coming. No matter the adversity, no matter the people, whether they like you or not, we're going to go. We're going to try to bring as many people with us this year. We're going to try to reach as many people with us this year. We want to be all in. The second, or the second thing, the last person, how many of you have thought about this? The person that's got to fix that roof. None of y'all thought about that. See, no, 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 I've never thought about that until recently, right? Because, see, you could be a friend. You could lift some things up in here. You could show up early on Sunday mornings. we got a crew that gets here at 6.30 in the morning to set this up for y'all. 
We got 20% of people serving in this church for the 80%. That's fine. How about we get 80% serving so we can reach 20% more other people? Just another thing, right? Right? But, but here's the thing, right? Someone had to fix the roof. I, I, I have to imagine it was the owner of the home or he hired somebody. And, and we don't hear the account, right? So this is just me. But I think about that roof, right? And I think about someone or a couple people going up there and just fixing it, right? Because the miracle happens, right? The man gets forgiven and then he gets healed. So something amazing. It says that they were filled with what? Amazement, right? So now, can you imagine the guy just fixing the roof going, oh, my goodness. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Bro, did you see that? <laughs> Bro, was that weird? Was that some weird? What? Like, that's how I think. This is how I read the Bible. And they're just like fixing the roof and the day goes by and you imagine them just giving each other a high five like, yes. Right? Like we just saw something accomplished that could only be accomplished if we were a part of it. They were a part of the miracle. Maybe you could tear down. Maybe you could come help us. Maybe you could go to the Love Chicago's and support in a way and help tear down, help set up. Maybe, just maybe, you can be all in in some strong capacities because we could see the miracle happen. Amen? Jordan, come on up with the band. Third thing is this, being all in means you might not be recognized. We do this for an audience of one. Did you catch that? Being all in doesn't mean that you may get recognition. See, here's the catch that I see here, right? These four men, they lower their friends down to Jesus. They walk out with their friend. They walk through a crowd to get to Jesus. And what does it say? Four men. It doesn't say Bob, Joe, Willie, and Nick. I just came up with names. It does it, right? And I think there's something to be said about that. See, some of us want to get on the platform before we get to the broom. Some of us want to stand before people before we can go stand in a parking lot and say hello to people. Some of us, hey, trust me, listen, I was one of them. I'm ready to preach, God. I'm ready to do this, God. You've called me. Guess what? Here's a broom and a mop, JP. Go serve. Go serve. can't tell you how many bathrooms or cleanup things I've had to do, how many times I had to go get trailers, and how many times I've had to load stuff in and out. You know why? Because I didn't do it so that I could get recognized. I'm not doing this today. We're not doing this today to get all cool and fancy and all that stuff. I don't want that. What I want is to be recognized by Jesus Christ when I stand before him in heaven and say, hey, yeah, son, good job. Come on in. Let's have a party. Heaven's going to be a party. Y'all cool with that? I'm cool with it. The best party. There's going to be a lot more glitter than this. We're going to be walking on gold streets. Hello. But seriously, could you be all in and not be recognized? Could you be all in and never maybe have your name known? These four men never had their name known. But we've talked about them for centuries after centuries after centuries after centuries. We've talked about them. We've read about them. And we've seen four men that were just filled with faith, a band full of people that said, hey, we want to be all in. If you're not a part of this church and you go to another church, awesome. Go back to your church and be all in for your church. Who cares if they recognize you? Who cares if they praise you, right? I hope that they do, but if they don't, guess what? Just keep serving. God's watching. God watched David in the fields taking care of some sheep before he was in the throne room being a king. Hello. Some of y'all just need to say, you know what? I've been trying to come at this the wrong way. 
I'm only serving when I know I'll be recognized. I'm only serving when I know I'll be given something back. Guess what? What if you just step up and serve the church today and serve the place you work today? Why don't you do some things at your job that nobody's watching and nobody's giving you credit for, but the king of kings is watching you, and you want a promotion? Start living where you're at right now and do it the best way possible. Oh, this is good. Fourth thing is this. When you get all in, the doorway for soul transformations opens up. See, I think about this sometimes. I read this, and I love the miracle. How many of you read miracles and you're like, that is awesome. I want that. I, we did a whole series on the wonders about just the miracles of God and it was incredible. But I read that and I think, man, how cool to see a man that was paralyzed, lowered from her. What a scene, right? What a scene. Just to be in the room. Like, man, this is incredible. This is nuts, but this is awesome. But Jesus does something different. He says to the man first, man, he says man. Your sins are forgiven. Your sins are forgiven. Why? Because in order to be all in, you got to be forgiven. In order to be all into this thing called faith, you got to know that Jesus' blood was paid for you thousands of years ago to wash you brand new. He's more concerned about your soul than he is about your life in terms of this body. He's concerned about your soul more than he's concerned about you getting what you want. He's concerned about how you're going to stand before him come the end of time. And so he says to the man, man, your sins are forgiven. And then I imagine Jesus being like, watch me work, watch me work, here I go. And he's like, hey, get up off that mat, go home. So not only is the man healed from his physical body, but his soul for eternity is healed. And he's gonna, we're going to see that man in paradise one day. I'm going to walk up to that man and be like, you're the man on the mat from the roof. Awesome. But some of y'all, you're just holding back. You're like, man, I feel the love of Jesus. I feel the pursuit of God. I feel the pursuit of his spirit on my life, but I'm just holding back. Guess what? He wants to transform your soul today. He wants to transform everything in you today from the inside out so that in order to be all in, you're in with him first. In order to be all in, when people hurt you, when people burn you, when people in this city may say stuff against you, you say, it doesn't matter. I'm all in with Jesus. He has my heart. He has my mind. He has my soul. So I'm going to keep loving you. I'm going to keep serving you because my soul has been transformed today. This is encouraging you. Last thing is this. I can't believe I had five points in 35 minutes. This is amazing to me. Woo! Last thing is this. Stepping all in, you join the miracle and see amazement come to the city. I really hope I mark this. Yes. Verse 25 says this. And immediately the man rose up before them and picked up what he had been lying on and went home glorifying God. He went home praising God. How many of you are walking out of church praising God? How many of you are walking out of the presence of God in the morning when you spend time with him, when you get in his word, or whenever you do it? We're not legalistic about anything here. Not about that, especially what time you do your devotions and pray. Just get with Jesus every day, right? Are you walking out of that time with Jesus like, woohoo, that was awesome. Me? Not all the time. Should I be? Yes. Glorifying God. And amazement seized them all. And they glorified God and were filled with awe, saying, we have seen extraordinary things today. You want to know what happens when we get all in? We start to see extraordinary things happen in the city. We start to see freedom happen in the city. We start to see breakthrough happen in the city. We start to see your lives begin to change from the inside out. No longer who you used to be, but walking in the abundant life that Jesus has called for you. I want to be a band full of people 
that are so consumed with the Spirit of God invading the city and seeing amazing things happen. That we walk out of Sundays, we walk out of Wednesday night prayer, we walk out of Love Chicago's, we walk out of our old groups, and we are filled with excitement, glorifying God, going, God, you're good, you're amazing, look what you did. That person was dead, and you brought him back to life. That baby was sick, and you healed them. That person didn't know your love that you had for him, and you redeemed him. Thank you, Jesus, I'm so happy, because guess where I belong? Guess where I belong? I hear often, JP, you're just really filled with energy. I'm not. Half the time, I'm just, I'm, I'm like this. Right? But when I can, when I can share what Jesus did in my life, this isn't the emotional part. Like, click the button, JP. It's emotional. This is just the truth. When I know what Jesus did for me, I get amazed. I shouldn't be here. I shouldn't be living the life that I'm living. I shouldn't have what I have. I shouldn't be here. I should be in the pit of hell for what I did. But Jesus is like, no, my son, I love you too much. Come out. I'm calling you deeper. I'm calling you more into my spirit, into my presence, into my love. He's calling us to be all in in faith first and foremost. And he's calling us to be all in to serve the city, to see the amazement of Jesus Christ happen. Amen? In a moment. I want us to pull those cards out. We're just, it's a, it's a cliche thing, right, to come up here and to pin it up against this board. If you don't feel comfortable, don't do it. But if you're a part of Oasis, I think this is vital. You know why? Because when you put the paper something, it holds you accountable to that something. And what we want to do is, I pray and close is, I want you to write out a way that you can be all in this year. Whether it's your home, whether it's your family, whether it's your job, whether it's this church maybe. Maybe you have been coming and you said, you know what, I want to start to be all in. Just come up here, put it up there, and we're going to pray over these for this year. These are going to sit in our offices, and we're just going to look at them and pray for you by name. If you have a prayer request, too, put it at the bottom of it. We want to pray. We're a, pray, a church that prays. But I'm going to pray for us. The band's going to worship, and we're going to sing out, and we're going to praise God. But as you feel comfortable, come up, pin it, sit back down, commit it to the Lord, and say, Lord, this year I am all in. So every head bowed, every eye closed. Jesus, we love you. We praise you. We thank you, God, for your abundance of mercy and grace. We thank you, Jesus, that, God, when we step in, you meet us. You draw us closer. You make us more like you, Jesus. So I just pray in the name of Jesus, you silence the voice of the enemy, and you awaken hearts and minds through the power of your Holy Spirit this morning, God. I pray, Jesus, that people will be all in, that they will be committed, no matter the outcome, no matter the notoriety, no matter what happens, God, that this morning they will draw a line in the sand and say we are all in. We commit Chicago to you. We commit this city to you. And we ask in the name of Jesus that you move in power and truth. In Jesus' name. Amen. As the band begins to play, come on up as you feel comfortable and pin those up here.